Welcome back. Uh, we're continuing these conversations uh, that are follow-ups to Dan's uh, videos on the state of the church. And for this conversation, I'm with Jake Nold and Brett Mav. It's great to have you guys uh, here today. And we're, we're just going to explore and have a little bit more conversation about what you just saw in that previous uh, video. So we're going to talk a little bit about Calvary's history. I've only been at Calvary for about five and a half years, so I love digging into a little bit of the history, uh, the humble beginnings. And so, uh, you know, when Dan talked about not just the history, but the pioneering spirit, mm-hmm. um, what kind of stood out? I mean, you know, before we uh, actually uh, started recording, we were just chatting a little bit about this, Jake, and you had some really neat insight to some of the history. Yeah. That's a good transition. Yeah. Get me to talk. That's great. Yeah. No, I, I think one of the um, one of the most powerful pieces for me is when they, um, you know, they had the money they were going to buy this smaller property. That's where they were going to do church. And um, I mean, the, the two pieces of it that really stuck out is, A, like they were ready to make a decision, but they said, you know what, let's stop. Let's take three days and let's pray. So that was the first piece that um, you, you can't miss. Like that piece is so important. And then the second piece is, you know, someone came to them and said, we have this property four times bigger and it's not accessible. Like there's not really a road to it. This isn't an ideal spot, edge of town. And they bought it, which, which turned into 1250 university drive and university is like one of the main roads in, in this area. So it became like kind of like a hub mm. and they never would have, they, they couldn't have known that they, they were just kind of trusting and saying, you know what, this, this, Three days of prayer, God gave us this opportunity. He's going to do something with it. And that, that's just a really powerful piece. And, and so much of our history is tied to mm-hmm. to that building and the things God has done through us in that building. And so that, that piece was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. How, Brett, for you, how, how does that piece of history, you know, kind of capture your imagination? Well, you know, we weren't talking about this before, but hearing you tell the story again, sometimes it takes a couple of times. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking about it. I was a freshman in college. Yeah. And I would walk with friends from East Halls yeah. to, to 1250 oh, wow. and down University. Of course, uh, the accessibility of that was, you know, college students will walk further than most probably. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for us, that was just, you know, take 45 minutes, walk down, whatever it took, and right. go there. So just uh, the impact that had on me personally. And I've, now, of course, I've been working here on staff for a couple of years. But uh, hearing the, the pioneering spirit linked with that story, it just emphasized for me that, you know, to be pioneers, we have to go where there are no roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that might even be a back to the future quote <laughs> where we're going. There are, there are, there we are don't no. need roads or <laughs> whatever Doc says. But no, but for real, I mean, when you're talking, I mean, in the, in the metaphorical sense, you've got the established colonized places and then you've got the frontier and you have yeah. to be willing to go someplace where uh, where the end you know the end of civilization ends and 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 you're into the wild yeah. and in the spirit I think that means trying to figure out what's next by listening to God I love that it had to do a lot with prayer in yeah. the story there's no yeah. way to do it other than that yeah. and then be willing to go someplace that um, maybe looks a little funny or people look at you halfway like that's not going to work right. but you can see something that they can't because God has showed it to you yeah so yeah. Do you think uh, pre-pandemic the church uh, became complacent and lost any of that pioneering, uh, you know, ability, desire? Um, what have you guys seen? Yeah, I, I mean, I I think there's definitely a piece of complacency. Um, 
I think the other side of that too is what the church had been doing for so long was working. Like I don't think we discount when we're talking about this pioneering spirit and doing something new. I don't think we discount everything that the church has done in the past, but we also have to realize that times change, culture changes. Um, people don't have as favorable of a look on the church now as they did, you know, 20, even 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And and so I think we got complacent in the sense of saying, this used to work, let's make it work now. Instead of saying this used to work, things are different, we need to change how we're, how we're delivering this, how we're bringing this to people, how we're loving people. Um, so I think it's a little bit of a, a both and I think it's really easy to get complacent and I think it's really hard to change. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a double whammy. And like, like we've talked about in other videos, the the pandemic, you know, accelerated everything five or 10 years. And so not only are you dealing with that kind of complacency and the, the change of the culture, but it was hyper accelerated where I think there was a period of time there where it was just like, we don't even know what to do. Um, so yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Um, I, I, I like the idea that maybe we were complacent only because it, it doesn't have to mean, I guess it is kind of negative, but the reality of the kingdom is it's always expanding. So yeah. as soon as you stop taking new ground, then yeah, you're out of step with what yeah. God is doing. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. And so there is a possibility there that we were, but I, I think also the other side of that could be that we were stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, yeah. you know, through, um, through the negative events of a global pandemic, one of the things that God used it for, not that he gave us a global pandemic, right. but one of the things he used it for was to deliver us from doing things in the same yeah. way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. As soon as you can't meet in the building for 18 months, two years, whatever it was, then you've got to find different things to do. And I think that that, uh, that really sparked some innovation. Yeah, yeah so, definitely. Uh, you know, when I think about, um, the years leading up to the pandemic, there's you know, there's been prayer and worship movements. Yeah. There's honestly the evangelical church in, in particular has always been about global missions, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I think needs to be said. And so those are things that had I don't think it's stagnated utterly. You know right, that's been right. that's been yeah, a, that's a, a good look. point. Yeah. So I, I think really maybe it was more about domestic missions. You know, mm. if you could say it that way, that, yeah. that God. I know that at Calvary, that's what the Lord has been trying to push us to. Yeah. How do we reach across the road if we're yeah. willing to reach across the globe? You know, um, but maybe maybe not. I guess. Well, yeah. I think there's also this sense of uh, <laughs> well, we're, we've become comfortable uh, with being consumers. You know, we know we go to the building for a weekend service and we have these expectations of what, uh, you know, Pastor Dan or in the big C church, the preacher brings or the worship team or the children's programming or -hmm. or guest services. And and it really has become consumption versus how do we become active Mm -hmm. participants in the mission. And so as we think about what can pioneering look like moving forward, uh, what are some of those things that maybe Calvary has already c- kind of put a line in the sand and says, here's something we're going to do to blaze a new trail? It, it's it's unique. It's different. Um, but it's something that we believe uh, we need to do uh, to to uh, see disciples become disciple makers. Yeah, I, I think one of the big things that, that we've talked about is CUL Sundays. Like CUL mm-hmm. Sundays was something that we took time 
praying about. We, um, we, we took a lot of time discussing of like, what does it look like in this next chapter to play without the queen? So that idea of like, take the queen off the board. That's the best way to learn chess. We kind of thought Sunday mornings was our queen. That was what we put all of our eggs into that one basket. And so we felt like, I think, I think what we felt is like a step of God was saying, okay, we need to do something kind of drastic to see where God will take us. And a big part of that was front yard mission. So we said, let's, you know, let's take off one Sunday a month and let's love our neighbors. And I don't know of, I don't personally know of any other churches. I'm sure there's, there's gotta be a church out there in in America that takes a Sunday off, but there's not many. And so that was like, that was a trailblazing pioneering step where we didn't know if it would work. This wasn't like the end all be all. We weren't like 100%. This will bring us exactly where we need to go. But we knew we needed to try something different mm, yeah. that was more than just like a small change on a Sunday morning, something that would rattle and, and shake yeah. not only people, but the, the church. So, And that's one of the things that I, I you may have a thought on that and we'll, we'll come into that. But one of the things that I have grown to love and respect so much about Calvary specifically is the willingness to take risk yeah. and to do things that are just not the norm. Yeah. And uh, not everything works out the way that we you know, pray that it will, yeah. but there's also that recognition and that humility that says, that didn't work. We're going to shift gears, and here we're going to try this. But I love that focus. Um, I was at a, uh, a conference about a year ago. And uh, Calvary hosted it at Harvest Fields, and uh, I introduced myself to a gentleman. He was from the Pittsburgh area, and he was like, "You, you, you're on staff at Cal- at Calvary, the the church that doesn't meet one week in a month." <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was a oh, really, wow. really bold decision. Yeah, yeah. Like, how's that going? And uh, it was really yeah. interesting. Here is a gentleman from Pittsburgh that had heard what we're doing here in in, yeah. in the Central PA region, and. Uh, he he admittedly said, I, I'm not willing. I'm not bold enough to to, mm. to take that kind of a, a risk. But but he's watching. He he wants to know how it's working. And yeah. um and it's interesting to see how that plays out. I think I think for a lot of people, a lot of friends that I personally have, it's kind of a eh, you know, it's 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 not a weekend off. Right. That is not the intent of a see wow weekend. Yeah. The focus is be the church. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that that Calvary has done so well for so long. We've not settled, right. you know. We've done so many things to bless other people, whether it's generosity, whether it's just serving others. Yeah. Um, we've not yeah. settled, and I love being part of something like that. Yeah, you know, it's really good. I, what we're talking about is in a disruption at the institutional level, right? the, the weekly program, the yeah. official building of Christianity, but it makes me think that like what is so powerful about the gospel, about Mm. the the faith is it literally can be taken by anyone anywhere. Mm. This is the, this is the John four famous conversation, you know, which mountain are we going to worship on? And Jesus goes, no, no, it's not going to be about which mountain, which building, which temple, which, you know, uh, cathedral, it's going to be about worshiping in spirit and truth. And what that has always meant is that, yeah, if you want to build a building, if you gather the people, like yeah. it'll work. Right. Spirit of God will be there. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can do the word, you can do the songs, the people will be there. But it works just as well. Yeah. With some 12 year old Iranian mm-hmm. schoolgirl yeah. Yeah. 
with nothing but a Bible verse in her head that's lit her heart on fire and the yeah. Spirit of God yeah. on her, yeah. doing a little secret prayer meeting somewhere, right. the gospel will take root and it will spread like wildflower. Yeah. And, and that's that's fire. And that's why we see all these subversion, uh, subverting images of like leaven and uh, well yeast and mustard seed. This is like Jesus's constant use of these images is is that just thing it, it anybody can take it anywhere and i think yeah. that's the pioneering spirit yeah. that we're going to see yeah. it. and that's yeah. that's behind sea while like it's not a week off it's a week to scatter oh, yeah. like yeah. seeds yeah. yeah and it's like we don't have to gather in this building because anybody that's been gathering in this building you have literally everything yeah. the full gospel in you to go somewhere besides the building yeah. and see what God will do. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's just what we're trying to get people to, and yeah. ourselves to do as Christian yeah. leaders and yeah. people that come and, and partners with us. So it works, and we just got to get out there and just put it to the test and plant it somewhere else wild and weird yeah. and see what God will do. Yeah. But you've mentioned the word gospel twice sure. right there. And if we go back to the last conversation we had in the pre- from the previous video, one of the six things that Dan pointed out is that uh, the focus on Bible time is weak uh, nationally. And, and so we have got to get back to prayer and time spent Agreed. with Jesus in the Word. I mean, my goodness, it says that uh, a recent study said 67% of the people in our country read the Bible less than three to four times a year. Yeah. yeah. I, when I read that, Not I'm like, much. three <laughs> to four times a year? Yeah. So. How can we do anything well for God if we're not investing time with him? How, yeah. how can we desire to be a pioneer and blaze some new trails mm-hmm. if we're not going to spend time listening to his still small voice? Yeah. That just really compelled me. And so what that tells me we're doing is we, we're settling. Yeah. We're just settling for the status quo, and eh, you know we kind of shrug our our shoulders. And it's, I don't know if I want to be a pioneer. Just you know, let's make sure I'm comfortable, and and it'll be okay. Yeah. But it's not going to be okay. Yeah, we're we're called into more than that. Uh, I love the words of Jesus in in John ten. He says, "I've come to give you life, and not just life, but life to the max, life yeah. to the abundant, life to the full." And I think so often we just dismiss that, thinking. It's okay, or I wish it was better, but I don't know what yeah. to do about it. Let's get let's get into the Word. Yeah, let's see what good. Jesus has for yeah. us. Let's spend time with Him. Yeah, that's I I love um, so good. One of the really cool things with with CUL Sundays is hearing some of those like small beginnings of mm-hmm. people doing really small things, planting those little seeds and, and seeing them grow. And I think so often, especially when we're talking about reading the Word and prayer and and pioneering, like I think everyone wants to be a pioneer. Everyone wants to be a part of a great move. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to the the nitty gritty, the time that you have to put in, the relationship, how different, like Jesus wants to be in a relationship with us, but that takes work just like any yeah. relationship. Yep. And it can be hard for us to say, yeah, I want to put in that work to do this. We, we want to see the outcome, but we don't always realize all the work that is put into that. And I think with CWOW, it's just it's a such a simple, easy step of faith yep. to say, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my neighbors. Like I didn't do that before. That's that's a step for me. Yeah. I'm gonna talk to my neighbors and I'm gonna spend time with Jesus. I'm gonna know who Jesus is. I'm gonna be mm. in a deep relationship with him. And like you're both saying, Brett was saying this a lot, you know, before we as we were talking about this, the that importance of of prayer and scripture and um 
Yeah, we, we can't miss that piece of this nope. if, if we want to be pioneers. It's essential. Absolutely essential. Yeah. yeah, Dan said, don't just invite people to come. We need to be the church that goes to yeah. them. And we don't desire to be the best church in our communities. We desire to be the best church for our community. And, and I think that that uh, gets unfolded through our partnerships with other churches, yeah. and we've seen that, and, and how we've been generous to other churches and, and just given money to them to help them uh, you know, with some of their endeavors, uh, you know, are there any final takeaways from this? I, I think this has been such a great conversation today. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, uh, we've, we've said a lot. I, the, the one thing I keep thinking about is we, we want to think new thoughts and see new things. And, and you've already said it, that that's going to happen in prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so we need to be in the word, we need prayer and we're going to have our, our imaginations kindled mm-hmm. in a way to see God move in ways we hadn't before. Yeah. Um, but also listening to you speak, it made me realize that there is a por- a, a portion of getting to know God in the secret place. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you, you can't not do the work, so to say, you know, the scripture and time and prayer. But then there's a part where you actually know him walking across the street and yeah. trusting him yeah. to open a yeah, door yeah, with sure. your neighbor yeah. that is awkward because you don't know whatever, whatever. And you yeah. walk into the wasteland of, a broken marriage right. or, you know, something that's happened and you get to spring forth with rivers mm-hmm. of living water. And there's, mm-hmm. there's no substitution for watching God do that. You actually can't get that right in the place of prayer. Right. But then yeah. you got to go back to the place of prayer yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. to get for more sure. courage and yeah. insight. And, and there, there is the interplay of both. You know? yeah. So I think that's if we really do that, we're going to see God do amazing really things. Yeah. 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 So good. Dan, Dan gave us five things and he asked the question, are you settling in mm-hmm. generosity, prayer, leading through discipleship, serving others, and then your own personal front yard mission. And yeah. just want to say, stop it. Let's yeah. don't settle. <laughs> yeah. Move don't settle. on. God's got so much good for you. So, hey, thanks for joining us for this conversation today.